sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Many of us are familiar with the Christmas story, but do we really know the details? When you dig a little bit deeper into what we read in the Gospels, knowing in the historical context what they mean, there's actually a fascinating world that opens up to us. And that's what we're going to look at today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the Christmas story, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. And these easy way to do so is by email. The address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I am joined in studio by my illustrious co-host. That's wow. what I used for Father Dickinson way back when. Oh, uh, I've re- been on enough to gain you, you, that title. You have, yeah, you have. Okay. So, uh, Renee Kranz is here. Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, Renee, we are recording this earlier in December, but folks are listening to this. When it's still Advent. It's still Advent, and but people are listening to this, it's still Advent too, okay. but it's the um, fourth Sunday or shortly mm-hmm. thereafter. Um, if you're listening to this on radio uh, when it's airing, the uh, Monday of the fourth week of Advent. So still the Advent season, but we're coming up to the big day. Advent this yeah. If you don't have your of, Christmas shopping done, you better hurry oh, you up. Better, yeah. <laughs> the week that you're listening to this is the busiest week of the right. shopping year. So yes. good luck with that. <laughs> So I, as I said, Renee, uh, during the, the, the tease there, um, I want to talk about the details of the, the Christmas story, but I actually want to start by talking about Christmas mass. Okay. So the, the typical mass Sunday mass, um, has, and you and I were, as part of ignition, we're doing a whole the meander through the, the mass, meander through the mass. <laughs> Sort of unpacking the mess. So we've talked in that series. I've alluded to not long ago um, how there's sort of the set prayers of the mass, mm-hmm. the order of the mass, and then there's the um, proper prayers, which are proper to that particular mass. So the third Sunday in ordinary oh, yeah. time mm-hmm. has prayers that are specific for that right. mass. There are parts of the mass that are the same from mass to mass, but there's others that vary from Sunday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Or holy day to holy day. So um, most Sundays and most holy days have one set of prayers and readings proper to them. Do you know how many propers there are? How many sets of uh, unique sets of um, prayers and readings from Scripture there are for Christmas? Nope. Do you want Well, there are probably four. Four? Why four? Well, I'm thinking Christmas Eve, yep. Mass at Midnight, Christmas Morning. But isn't there one like early in the earlier in the day on Christmas Day too or something? I don't know. Renee, I'm very... I- <laughs> I am... <laughs> I'm... I'm uh, I'm very impressed. Okay, I can't remember. See, you, so most people. Oh no, I know why I know that because we were trying to. We were looking <laughs> at whether or not we were going to record a a mass. On, I wondered. On, 
on Christmas. We were I looking at all the different why. masses that yeah, were oh, available. And you and I did talk about this a little. Oh, see, yes. we talked about this not too long yes. ago. Most people do not realize that there are four um, sets of prayers and uh, readings for Christmas. Right. Again, your average Sunday has one set. What doesn't matter where you go Saturday night mm-hmm. or anytime yep. on Sunday. Um, there's it's one the set of readings. Right. Christmas, there's um, a mass at night for the night before. Right. There's a midnight mass. So, so prayers and readings for that mass. Midnight mass has its own set of mm-hmm. prayers and readings. Mass at dawn. Right. Dawn has uh, its own prayers and readings. And then mass during the day mm-hmm. has its own prayers and readings. But when you're, especially for people who have like a devotional, like Magnificat, um, <laughs> four options to pick from. <laughs> now, here's the thing. like th- What the church allows for um, is oftentimes your, your typical, at least American parish, uh, usually, and, and the church does allow for this, um, the priest might pick one, especially right. of the readings. He might vary the prayers according to when mass is being said, but usually he'll pick one set of readings okay. and whether he's saying mass at four thirty on Christmas Eve or midnight Christmas Eve uh, or um, 11 a.m. Christmas morning, he'll use the so same the readings same for okay. them. Do you know why? So they don't have to do a different homily for each one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the practicalities <laughs> yes. of that would be terrible. God bless our priests. They got to like prepare four different possible homilies depending like, on. Merry Christmas. Right, All right, let's right. move along. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there are different options for the masses. So this is, we're getting now, okay, what's this got to do with the Christmas story? Um, mass uh, at night, so the Christmas Eve mass tells us, gives us the gospel for that set of readings, gives us Matthew's version of the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mass at midnight gives us the first part of Luke's account with the actual birth. And then mass at dawn gives us Luke's account of the shepherds and the angels. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. I've never been to that one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. I mean, again, this is the global church, right? Right. I mean, and somewhere in the United States, there's probably some parish somewhere in our country that has a dawn. Right. I I don't think it's a very American tradition as far as I know. Does the cathedral have a dawn one? I don't remember. We don't. (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know. (laughs) We don't. Uh, Maybe not. Not that I know of. Okay. Um. And then, oh, so global, so there's probably some, I'm sure somewhere in the world, like Christmas mass at dawn is obviously a tradition. The church wouldn't have created, hey, right. everybody, why don't you do a mass at dawn? And then uh, no one no, does it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's out of some tradition, which that's one of those things where I'd have to get back to you if you want to know more about Ooh. that. Mass during the day, what do you, what, what account, what gospel do you think we get? I would guess Luke, but. So good guess, but we actually get John's prologue. In the beginning was the word. So it's actually not. Not even a. (laughs) Thanks thanks for the buzzer, Bill. (laughs) Um, It's actually not the traditional, like the birth of Jesus. It's about the the quote unquote origins of the word. For all eternity, the word was God and the the word was with God and the word was God. So the very high majestic. Okay. 
All right. So there are, though, the, the most well-known one. Mark doesn't have and either of those. Right. Mark's gospel. Wait. Wait for it. Waiting. Still waiting. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written, the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet, behold, I will send my messenger. And then verse four, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching oh, that's about right. So it jumps right to John the Baptist doing he, his thing. He out felt in the desert. no, no uh, pressure to do the infancy the narrative infancy whatsoever. Narratives. Mark <laughs> jumps. Mark um, commonly believed to be reflecting. Uh, Peter's eyewitness account mm-hmm. primarily. Um, Mark's is the shortest, and he gets right to the point. Right. Okay. Um, Mark and Matthew and Luke, though, are the ones that give us the traditional Christmas story. So, Renee, this is where tell me in an abbreviated version, a uh, nutshell, tell me the Christmas story. Uh, like the night of Christmas or the whole from the Whatever you want to do. The short version, but you can start where you want. Okay, well, uh, an angel tells Mary she's going to have a baby. Right. She's gets, she's pregnant. Uh, there's all this stuff with Joseph. And yeah, <laughs> here's like the abbreviated version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have to go, because of a census, go to Bethlehem. So they travel to Bethlehem, and there's no room for them anywhere. So they go to the cave mm-hmm. stable, and Jesus is born and laid in a manger. Okay. There. All right. Then Abbreviated what? version. Great. Great. Well done. Now give me, what else do we know? Think about, so we have here Shepherds in the Shepherds come. The wise men come two years-ish later. Oh, I wrecked it, didn't I? Sorry. Totally wrecked. The wise men come, um, and then they have to flee to Egypt okay. at some point. Great. Great. All right. Um, well done, tell the abbreviated, even though, yeah, you did sort that of give away the punchline. So we do, we do have, uh, and, and appropriately, because we're still in early advent is recording an empty-ish, um, mm-hmm. the animals would have been there. Stable. I mean, that sheep probably wouldn't have been there because yeah. he would have been with a shepherd. Right, right, right. Probably. Yeah. But we need, I guess maybe that's why he got tipped over. Maybe so, we need to so we him. think about the crash scene popularized by, uh, Bye. I don't know. I don't know. Oh no. I'm going to get up. St. Francis. Oh, I did not know St. Francis really popularized the crush scene, the nativity okay. scene. So what do you normally see? You know, when it's, when it's locked, not locked and loaded, when it's, when it's, locked. um, uh, when, when it's full, when it's complete, you've got Mary, Joseph, baby, Jesus, An angel. animals, yep. angel, yep. shepherds, and the wise men, yes. magi, whatever you want Usually to call one guys. shepherd, which is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so we have this idea of what you said where Mary, so especially can, fast forwarding a little bit in your version. Um, they've got to go to Bethlehem mm-hmm. um, and they get to Bethlehem. Mary's the baby's coming, Joseph uh, motel six is full. Uh, Super eight's full. Uh, there were no, the, the Ramada is full. Uh, <laughs> this was just on the radio this morning. We're going to talk about the in, the yeah, in yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but it says in the Bible, there was no room for them at the inn. Um, this is a translation so issue. <laughs> you are so smart. You're just ruining this. Um, I'll explain the by the bell right. in a little bit. Uh, so they go to a cave. Mm-hmm. Jesus is born, although we and he's laid in a manger. Mm-hmm. What's a manger, by the way? 
A feeding trough. What? Let's see, you're so smart. Uh, and we've talked about this stuff plenty of times. We, I better and, remember it sooner or later. And then the, I think last year's Christmas special for mm-hmm. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the shepherds show up because the angel told them to. Right. And then the wise men show up. So a lot of those details are definitely correct. Some of them are absolutely wrong. Right. And in between, there are some fascinating nuances. So I actually, we're not going to go in any particular order here. We're going to dig into those details, bust some of those myths, myths busters episode of Ignition, (laughs) uh, referencing a book, I think probably by, uh, yeah. Michael Barber. My husband just bought that over the weekend. He's reading it now. So we're giving that away. It's my parish for Christmas. Ooh, nice. St. Lambert's in Sioux Falls. So don't come to St. Lambert's and take away all the copies, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming there. (laughs) We'll talk about those details in just a moment, but if you're just tuning in, welcome to the show. I'm Chris Bergwald. This is Ignition and Renee Kranz and I are talking about the Christmas story, diving into some of the details. We've gotten the overall version, Version talked about really the mass readings and so on to begin mm-hmm. with. But what I want to do with the rest of the show, Renee, is again, look at some of those details, some of those commonly held myths right. that are just that, they're yeah. myths. So, and some of them are silly myths. Silly, that. <laughs> oh, yeah, silly myths. So um, we are just going to hop around a little bit okay. so we don't have to... Because uh, I want to kind of go to the things that we find most interesting. Right. And I'm excited because you do know some of these things. So I want you to chime in. But starting with manger. Yep. So we have talked about this before in some of the things that we've recorded. But I love the the, the reality. So Jesus is born somewhere to be discussed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mary, Luke tells us in his account um, that... She, Mary, gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because there's no place for them in the end, but we'll get back to that. Right. Wrapped and laid him in a manger. So you said this already. What's a manger? It is a feeding trough. For? For cattle, livestock. Livestock. Jesus is laid, when he's born, he's laid in an animal's feeding trough. Mm -hmm. So... If you've never been to a farm, you're at least with the, familiar with the idea that that livestock will go up and they'll feed out of a trough mm-hmm. of some sort. Might be hay for cattle, corn for cattle, whatever grains, whatever yeah. it is. They go and feed, and and the, the those things have been feeding troughs have been around for thousands mm-hmm. of years. Got to feed them out of something. Got to feed the <laughs> livestock somehow. Um, Jesus was laid in a feeding trough. There wasn't a crib. There wasn't a four. There wasn't a cradle. No which cradle. I've heard sometimes. There's not a four post uh, mattressed golden thing, nope. which you might think it would because this is God. <laughs> this is the king of the universe who's been born. For goodness sake, couldn't Mary and Joseph have like done it up a little bit for you Well, know, if there would have been room God. at the inn, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So one thing about so the, the the humility of our Lord. So this was not by accident. Right. 
None of this, and these details are going to just open. None of it, this is all unfolding according to God's plan. Unfortunately, when I think about that, everything is unfolding as he has foreseen. Sounds like the Emperor Palpatine to me. <laughs> uh, but the Lord is not the Emperor Palpatine. No. But God is working his plan, is mm-hmm. always working his plan. And what comes to the birth of his son, the fact that um, his son was born and laid in a feeding trough is not, oops, I missed that detail. <laughs> Uh, we, oh, I didn't let, give him a place can, to go. Can, can I get uh, same day delivery for uh, <laughs> uh, a, a nice crib here? No, no. It was deliberate. Mm-hmm. Deliberate that Jesus Christ will be laid, the king of the universe, God made man, will be placed in a feeding trough. Why? Because he becomes our food. Because he is the bread mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. The word of God is the bread of life. We receive him as Catholics every time we go to Mass and we're able to receive Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. We receive Jesus. We are nourished by the bread, right. by Jesus Christ. When I pray, I'm nourished by Jesus. It's not, it is most fully in the Eucharist, right. but, but he is always nourishing us by his word when I read scripture, when I'm with him in prayer, personal prayer, or as a family. But yes, definitely at Mass. Oh, what are we talking about today? Christmas? Christ Mass. Yep. Um, It is especially at Mass that I'm nourished by the Word. So, how appropriate, how fitting is it that when He's born, He's laid in a place where people, animals, feed out Mm -hmm. of? Mm -hmm. Uh, What town is this again? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. What does Bethlehem mean? uh, House of bread. How, so the, yeah. the, the the so it's it's David's it's it's David's hometown mm-hmm. that has its own significance. But the word the Hebrew when however you pronounce it in Hebrew, um, Bethlehem literally means house of bread. Mm-hmm. So the one who would become bread to nourish us or take on the appearance of bread in the Eucharist to nourish us was born in the city whose which is its name literally means house of bread. Um, and when he is born, he is placed in a feeding trough. Mm-hmm. I just blows you blows your mind. I love yeah. that. And again, the name of this great feast that we celebrate, whether the the sacred sense or the secular sense, it's called Christmas, and that comes from the word Christ Christmas. Mass, yeah. because this is a mass we celebrate, which we celebrate the birth of Jesus right. Christ. Yep. None of this was an accident. You're right. None it's of this all, is it's an all accident. on purpose. So. That's one of the details that I love, yeah. but what, what's another detail? Maybe one that you've learned new well, or an older one? Yeah, this one that I learned this morning about the inn was quite interesting, I thought. The, so do you remember it well enough? You, uh, you, you know I can sort of, of explain it. it. You might have to fill in the details, but the word inn is not, does not mean like a hotel. Right. It actually means a room, and it's, it's the same word. Was it a Greek word? Yep. Same Greek word that's used for the upper room. Yep. With the Last Supper. Yep. So there's that this connection, and they're making this connection on purpose yep. in the text, uh, where uh, there's no room at the inn, there's no room in the upper room, but now he's in the upper room and and gives uh, it becomes the sacrifice. Right. So, so there's our. So yeah, um, I don't remember the Greek word myself, but the, the word that in. And we talked about this in last week's episode all about the um, different translations. Right. So I love the RSVCE, the Arrived Standard Version Catholic Edition. But it says, this is uh, Luke 2, 7, because there was no place for them in the inn. Right. And that's actually reflecting the fact that the, the, 
the um, the most well, the King James version. Um, uh, translation of the Bible into English uses this word and a lot of not just Protestant, but even Catholic translations mm-hmm. into English, even modern ones still use this word in mm-hmm. for the Greek word. Um, I'm not going to take time to, to look yeah. it up right now, yeah. but that Greek word as you already, that Greek word, there's another word that Luke uses um, that could be translated in, in the parable of the good Samaritan. Oh, sure. The Good Samaritan when brings the injured. Yeah. He, he takes it to the inn. That word there is properly translated in, but the word that translate it's translated in in Luke two seven is better translated guest room. Right. So it's a guest room in a home. So Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Joseph takes Mary because there's the census to his the, his ancestral hometown, right. not where he was necessarily born, but he's descended from the line of David. So all those of the Davidic line should, for the census, go back to Bethlehem, right. where David was, was, was born and grew up. So Joseph takes Mary to Bethlehem. And while they were there, it gave time. So it, they didn't show up. They didn't show up. And she, Joe, he's coming. The baby's coming. Oh, it, it's not like the the movie. Uh, no, the most recent. They, they one of almost recent certainly ones. had been there for some time. Ah, okay. At least, probably, at, maybe a few months. Oh, okay. Maybe a few months. Um, yeah, we we're not we have time to get into those details, but at least several weeks, almost certainly. <clears throat> While they were there, it came time for her to give birth. Where is well? Where are they? They're not in an inn. They're in. They're not in an inn. They're in a get. They're in a family's home. Okay. Which were often built at the site of a C A. I have no idea. Oh, a cave. Yeah. Okay. So cave outside of (laughs) at Bethlehem. Um, They're staying with relatives of Joseph. And there's no room in the guest room for Mary to give birth because you'd have, there would almost certainly be a midwife there, Joseph, Mary herself. Um, So there's no room in the guest room. So she gives birth where the animals are, which is not outside, which is not in the barn. It's in another part of the house. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. In the first century, most of the homes basically had the public space um, well, it's not really, you have the guest room, but then you have the other, the other room where you sleep, you eat mm-hmm. and where you have your living quarters. Right. So if the Kranzes were going to host the Bergwalds, there's two rooms at the Kranzes right. house. Right. You've got the room where you and Ryan sleep and eat and where you entertain guests. That's the smelly room. And that's where the <laughs> livestock, well, we'll get back to that in a minute. And then he just blew right past that. Yeah, never, I love it. <laughs> and then there, and then there's the guest room, which is the board the Bergwalds get to stay. Right. Um, but it's in the 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 primary space, eating, sleeping, living. That where at nighttime, that's you bring the animals into that mm-hmm. room out by the door. If it's out by the cave, it, it'd be the, near the entrance to the cave. Why would you bring your animals in the house for goodness sake? Well, they needed to protect them from predators. And, and thieves. Thieves. <laughs> Livestock isn't cheap. Right. So you well, bring and that them... might be the only thing they really own of any value. Right. Yeah. Why else might you, especially when uh, certain times of the year, why might you bring them inside? 
I suppose it could be too cold. It gets cold. And yeah. so the heat of the animals helps warm sure. the house. So the animals are inside. There's no room for them in the guest room. So Mary gives birth to Jesus in the main room of the house where the animals are and the animals eat out of a feeding trough or a.k.a. a manger. Right. Hmm. See, I didn't know all that because all I heard was the little teeny part on the so, radio. Anyway, the book on a lot of this is Michael Barber, Michael Patrick Barber, The True Meaning of Christmas, yeah. subtitled The Birth of Jesus and the Origins of the Season. Yeah. Great book. A, yeah. lot of, a lot of these deals are all played, but, but Dr. Barber collects them all into this nice yeah. little book. He's great, too. I've seen him on some videos. He's fantastic. He, he's awesome. Uh, we only have a few minutes left, so I want to jump to the okay. one that you wrecked in oh, your- Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so usually the the um, the manger scenes, the creches, have the three wise men. Right. That's, that's, Completely. that's not historical. No. Why not? Because the wise men came. If the, if the star appeared when Jesus was born- they would have followed the star. Well, you can't do that in a few hours from where there's, they are. There's no, uh, there's no, there's no cars. Right. There's no, no trains, planes. no planes, no automobiles. Yeah, so it's probably a couple of years is what they think. And so it, it, was, it was up to probably near two years right. before they get there. Why, why, how else do we know that actually more explicitly? It's because of um, when they meet Herod and then Herod has the uh, sends out the order to uh, kill any child under two under two. Yeah. The the reason why Herod gives the order is because child two years younger. So he, they don't know exactly the birth date, right? That this baby boy was born. Um, but they know it's been sometime within the last two right. years. So Herod's just going to cover his bases, right? Call all the baby boys who are younger than two. Mm hmm. So we don't know that Jesus was actually two right. or nearly two, but he could have been up to two. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was, but it was almost certain. And we're told that when the when the magi do show up at the house, I wrecked it. They don't show up at um, at where Jesus was born. When they come to the house where the child right. was, was. Yep. So they had lived. They had settled in Bethlehem then. Yeah. So they and we're living there. They were living there. Yeah. Joseph a Carpenter. That's mm-hmm. a that's a, a trade that you can do anywhere. Right. Um, again, they're probably Mary and Joseph probably thinking to what their this child was going to be. It probably made sense to them. We should stay here. This is where David's from. Uh, the mm-hmm. angel told Mary, told me, she's Mary, told Joseph, told Mary that um, they're going to be the next the Messiah. This right. is going to be the Messiah. So it would make sense for us to stay here. Plus, who wants to travel with a newborn? Um, right. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, but that's the other thing. So, so it's almost certainly not. Well, ninety plus percent sure they did not show up when Jesus within days or even weeks of when Jesus was right. born. Months, if not well over a year, right. before they show up. Yeah, yeah. But the point, I just the thing I want to. So, having maybe blown up your conceptions. <laughs> But they still came and they did him homage and right. they offered him those gifts of gold, frankincense, and merch. So they're coming to an end here. Gold. The king. He's, yep. Yep. Frankincense. That's for the priest. Priest. So hinting as divinity mm-hmm. and myrrh. That's for the sacrifice. The sac- so he would die. Mm-hmm. So whether these, the Magi knew the significance, the symbolism, that's what those gifts meant. Right. Uh, or that's the, the deeper symbolism that they had. And that is true, even if Jesus 
was maybe uh, in his quote unquote terrible twos. <laughs> <laughs> the terrific twos in the case of the God man Kurt, giving well, Mary obviously. N- Jesus Joseph no problem whatsoever. So, but just a little more details. Again, uh, read Dr. Barber's book, The True Meaning of Christmas. But in the meantime, Renee, have a Merry Christmas. Hey, you too. Thanks, Dr. Barber. You bet. And that will wrap up this episode. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Until next time, may God bless you. And once again, have a blessed and Merry Christmas. 